0: On today's show, has Jason Kidd's performance this season been enough that it's worth firing? How has Jason Kidd done this season? We'll talk about that and more on today's Lockdown Maps. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Maverick's the
1: Mavericks won the game. If you
0: don't believe you shouldn't be here, Loyalty never fades away. Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Mavs your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube, but the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know, how would you grade... Jason Kidd's coaching job this year. I, I, if you are Jason Kidd and you're listening to this, I do not recommend going into those comments because it will it will not be nice. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's prizepix.com, promo code Locked On. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com, the coaching carousel. The one more thing, King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris?
1: Speaking of coaching, I had a coaching moment the other day with my son. Oh, right? So let's do a little flashback uh, to uh, youth soccer on Saturday. It is my son's uh, second game. It's my daughter's too, but she's really struggling of staying out there. She doesn't really want to run around. She's not
0: playing. She's and, just a spectator.
1: Right? No, no. She's on the team, but oh. she's not really like... She's not about it right now. Got, so, a, got
0: a jersey, but not playing.
1: Yeah. Paid $80 for her to sit in the chair. <laughs> so... <laughs> so anyway my son (laughs) is like running towards the sideline yeah in the game he's 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 loving it he's having a blast and the the opposing player there's another player that comes by and like this little kid he's you know he's like four and like kind of forearms him and is like pushing him and my son's like looking at him and anyway ball goes out of bounds some parents are like joking like isaac man they're getting a little handsy out there with rome and uh so anyway, it's halftime. He comes over and I was like, dude, this is like the first moment ever in my life. I was like, Rome, you see that kid out there? You run through him. Like you, <laughs> you don't listen to him. It doesn't matter if and he's like looking at me, his eyes are like all big. You know, he's used to me telling him, you know, don't hit your <laughs> be <sister>. nice, yeah. <laughs> Just keep going. Just run right through him. And uh yeah, so he was he got all excited. He's like, All right, I can be rough now. So anyway, I've been trying to like So then what happens that I'm like Oh, no. I mean, they're four. So it's like, I don't even think he remembered him out there. Like, But I was like all worked up for him. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, am I going to be one of these parents? Am I in the wrong? I've been processing it a lot and trying to find number one's parents over there. Like, which one? <laughs> Whose parents is that? Let's go. Everybody hey, has
0: a poster. Our kid's number one. Like, <laughs> that's not that's not helping me.
1: Anyway, I just had to share that. <laughs>
0: Amazing. So, sports parents, let Isaac Harris know if he did the right thing or uh, or, if, or if he did it. <laughs> Amazing. On today's show, I want to talk about Jason Kidd because after the Grizzlies game, there was a lot of talk. A lot of talk in our comment section on Twitter, all over you know, Mav's Reddit, everywhere, about Jason Kidd and the job Jason Kidd has done this season. And how we think Jason Kidd has coached. And I want to get, eventually get to the question, has his performance this season been worth firing? And I think we can start with this. I mean, what a
1: cold open you had.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's what, that's the question is like, I see a lot of, I even saw like uh Mavs FFL, a a really big Mavs fan account tweet this graphic. That's fire kid. Like people are starting to get behind this and I want to ask the question. (laughs) And so is Jason Kidd the the Mavericks biggest problem? Let's start there. Oh gosh.
1: Um, no, 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 no. I don't think he's the biggest problem. Um, I think when, you know, if you sit there and, we had the pod, you know, the other day, and it was like Luca versus the roster, and you know, people had their opinions on that, and some of it spewed over the Twitter. I started getting some like random tweets about like, hey, Luca problem. I'm like, what are we? What are you doing?
0: Mute on site. Um, it's mute on site season for me right now. Oh, I don't care. Dude. I t- I tweeted about everything, everywhere, all at once tonight because they won all the Oscars, and I was excited because I love that movie. Like like four or five people that just like crapped on that movie. I'm like mute on site. Don't care. I don't care about any of your other opinions. Just I'm 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 not having. Okay,
1: one. well that can be a little dangerous if your <laughs> Twitter follow. You know, it's just just your bubble. But I have muted. I don't and care. It's, tw- it's my Twitter. <laughs> I get to
0: decide my bubble. That's true. That's
1: true. I have muted. I have and other places. A lot of people.
0: There are other places in my life. Um, <laughs> if you
1: sat there and went down a list of like, hey, what's you know reasons to blame? Um, you know, I kind of did like four. It's like. Health, kid, roster, Luca, like those four, not in that order, um, and I, I think you know, kid is on the list. I just still, you know, go back to the roster as like the biggest thing. I still go back to some of the roster flaws. I still go back to, you know, losing Jalen Brunson for nothing. I, you know, just. I just think that, that is the biggest problem in some of this right now compared you know, I just don't think Jason Kidd is the biggest problem. Like just like kind of Luca. I don't think I think Luca has some blame. I think there are some problems with Luca's, you know, play slash situation right now, but I don't think it's the biggest problem. It's the roster.
0: I'm with you. I don't think it's the biggest problem. I do think it, it is a problem. And I think that all these things probably have like a twenty five percent, like it's all kind of together. That this team is not garbage. This team is not good. Or, you know, so it's like they're right in between. They're literally 500 right now. And so all of their problems just all kind of add up. I don't think that Jason Kidd has elevated this team this year. Right. I think anybody, I think anybody, I think even Jeff skin, Wade would agree with that this season. skin has been on a tear on Twitter recently too. I don't think skin that, on. I don't think that we love skin. Um, but then where would you rank coaching when it comes to their biggest problems? You mentioned them. What was it? It was health, it was...
1: Kid, Luka, roster. Kid,
0: Lucas play, roster. Uh, roster, to me, is probably the number one. I mean, we, we talked about it from yeah. day one. Like, they would have to play a certain... It's probably roster number one for me. Health is, is probably number two. And then, to, for me, it's kid three. I think I would put kid three after that. And I may put him number two as far as what's the biggest problems for the Mavericks. Because his... Like rigid his his rigidness, my dog disagrees. His rigidness this season with who he wants to play, who he wants to put out there, the things that he's tried, and things like that. I think has held this team back a little bit. I'm not going to go fully into the Christian Wood thing, but there's something going on with that. Him, I figured that would come up at some point today because you got to ask yourself the
1: right. question: like, why do some people? Why are some people bringing up the whole thing of like fire kid, you know, and right. all of that? Because you ask yourself the question: why? Why do coaches get fired in the league? Is it because of results in, you know, when you look at results I in this is going to come across as like a pro kid thing. Whenever we can talk about things that we haven't liked about K- kid, I tweeted out today. I was like, Hey, there are plenty of things that kid has done this year. Rotation wise, plenty of things he said that I wouldn't say, or how he said things and all this stuff like that. I would do differently. But when you look at why coaches are fired, you look at results. You look at okay, a team has sucked for a you know a long period of time. Situation. Well, they went to they went to the Western Western Conference Finals last year. You look at oh well maybe a coach has lost a locker room. I've seen zero b- reports, nor have I heard anything about kid losing the locker room or losing Luka Doncic. Like towards the end of Rick Carlisle stuff you heard things both on the record and off the record about the tension between Rick Carlisle and Luca. I haven't heard anything. I'm not saying, I mean, something could come out tomorrow about Luca and kid riffs and I would be like, okay, like how
0: many we did, we did like Luca body language, doctor watch for like months with Rick, him and Rick Carlisle. And you saw it like you, you could see the frustration between him and Rick Carlisle. We we haven't seen any little signs of that. And not that it doesn't happen. Not that maybe he isn't frustrated by some things, but we just haven't seen it yet.
1: And, you know, what's another reason why a coach gets fired? La- you know, disconnect with the front office. Well, they're all friends. So, I, you know, yeah. once again, haven't heard anything either about, you know, a you know disconnect or a lack of trust with kid front office ownership and all that. So, like, I know there's big, you know, there's other smaller reasons why coaches get fired. But those are like three main reasons right there why coaches get fired. And when you look at it, it's like, okay, well, you kind of see why. It's not as easy as I mean heck go back to last year we were joking on I mean about the Warriors the Warriors won the title last year and there were coaches I mean there were fans calling for you know Steve Kerr's head on Twitter all right so <laughs> I mean even locked on Warriors though, Cyrus was talking about you know Steve Kerr last year he's they talk, go on to he, win the title he's been
0: talking about him this year
1: <laughs> so I say all of that I'm saying and sometimes coaches get fired it doesn't make a bit of sense to us on the outside yeah. and we're like why did that coach get fired? And then sometimes a coach keeps his job for years and you're like, why the crap does this guy have a coaching job? (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't understand it from my seat. I say all that to say, it's not a pro kid thing. We can talk about all the things he's done wrong, but the whole it's, it's much more complicated than the, Hey, fire kid and keep kid thing
0: coming up. Let's talk about the difference, the biggest difference between this year and last year, when it comes to Jason kid, the job that he's done and, the Mavericks team that he's coaching right now. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. You can go to prize picks right now, go to uh prize Use the promo code locked on, get a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars with that promo code locked on James Wiseman been playing pretty good basketball recently. Uh, versus the Indiana Pacers 16 and a half points, more or less Isaac Harris. Oh, less. Yeah. Give me, give me less on that one. Um, <laughs> Oh, we, got, we actually got a couple of Mavericks ones. Let's do some Mavericks ones because we have okay. uh, Desmond Bain right, from right down the street. 23 and a half points against the Mavericks on Monday. More or less. Over. More on that one. Dylan Brooks <laughs> against the Mavericks. 13 and a half points. Give me the less on that one yeah what an embarrassment the other night from from him even in a win it's an embarrassing win uh if you just did those two right now if you pick those against the mavericks you put down 20 bucks you can win 60 put down 100 bucks you can win 300 you can do all kinds of different stuff i can add it with uh baseball i can add it with the world baseball classic um nba like just in the fourth quarter all that kind of stuff check it out it's prizepicks.com promo code locked on All right, Isaac Harris, thanks for making Locked On Maps your first listen every day and every post game. We are free and available on all podcast platforms. We appreciate every one of you guys. You're part of the Raccoon Squad if you listen every day. We have agreed that Jason Kidd's coaching is not the biggest problem the Mavericks have had. We agreed it is a problem for the Mavericks right now. So what's the biggest difference between last year when, you know, before the season, you and I both were not excited about bringing in Jason Kidd as a coach. He didn't have a great track record before that, and then last year, you like felt like he did a good job. <laughs> like this team knew their identity. They knew what they were. They went into the playoffs and they made it to the Western conference finals and way overachieved what anybody thought that they would. And so you look at that team, they play defense way above their heads, way above what we thought the personnel could do. And you look at it and you say, that was, that was a pretty good coaching job. There were some things last year. We'll get into some of those that didn't, didn't necessarily go well, but they overachieved in all, in all retrospect. So, would you agree that Jason Kidd did a good job last year? Because I kind of agree that he did, because he like won me over last year. I was very against his hiring. And then all of a sudden I was like, okay, I think the Mavs can do this with Jason Kidd.
1: Well, it it's so hard to evaluate coaching from our perspective, from an outsider's perspective, yeah. from a fan, a media perspective that's not um, you know, that's not in there, that's not seeing the, you know, film sessions, that's not seeing how practices are ran and all of that. Uh, Because I think one of the things you got to consider in this is the, the difference between Rick to kid and the honeymoon phase, right? Like it was you going from, I mean, Rick Carl had been here for how many years and then he's been, he, you know, Lucas coach for, you know, his whole career so far. And then the, the shift from Rick to Jason Kidd as this, I mean, the ultimate, you know, old school coach i'm trying to go with the right words here um to this players coach and jason Kidd that is bringing jared dudley along and you know keeping some of the guys from the old coaching staff but jason Kidd has just revered all-time point guard just another you know bro on the you know ran the flat bills you know backward flat bill texas rangers hat that he got for free not gonna, not gonna scream day. at
0: you you know that kind of thing
1: yeah, and just like gonna walk in the room and a lot of the players like Lucas like, Man, you're one of the greatest one guards of all time. And so I think I think part of that had to do with I mean, player effort, player buy in, player relationships, chemistry on the team. I mean it was immaculate vibes all year last year, right? Like yeah. we talked about Theo and, and Brunson, all those guys. I mean what a fun run. The whole team back half of the year was immaculate vibes.
0: We we did not have
1: immaculate yeah, vibes. Yeah, well <laughs> yes. But the chemistry and everything was there for the team. Right. And there's there's some type of shift into this year as... I mean, we could talk about, you know, how much the Brunson situation affected it. We can talk about the trade. We could talk about, you know, all this different stuff. But there's a part of it, I think, that the honeymoon phase is just, you know, kind of... It, Now you've been married for seven years, you know, like if you, if you know that it's like, now you've been married for the seven year mark. And it's like, Hey, all the honeymoon phase is kind of worn off at this point. Now it's all right. What are we going to do now that now the X's and O's and all that stuff. Cause I think I find myself and I, I get why some people say the, um, locker room, you know, kid has lost the locker room and all that stuff. There's no reporting on it or anything, but I get why people can say that because it does feel like the effort at times this year has been one of the biggest things. We can talk about roster construction with defense and all that, but the effort and so much of defense is effort and it feels like the effort hasn't been there as much this year as it was to last year. And you just have to ask yourself, what's what's the reason for that? Is it the lack of honeymoon stage anymore? Is it the some coaching differences is it some roster stuff I don't know what it is but it feels like the effort's been off
0: Yeah that that's a huge one especially when you consider the defense and the defense has been the biggest drop off the biggest difference between last yeah. year and this year is the defense you look at the Mavericks last year and and you have to put this caveat before any any like team defense thing you talk about last year uh there was you know a bunch of teams that had pretty good defenses and this year you just see none of them like there's just not a lot of good defense in the NBA right now, all the offense is up. All the free throws are up. All of, you know, offensive ratings are up. The Mavericks last year were, had a 110 defensive rating. That was eighth last year. And then you look at this season and their defensive rating is a lot worse than that. They're, they're getting to like the 118, 119 level right now where they just haven't really, uh, they're 116 for the season. They're 23rd. Their 110 defensive rating from last year would have ranked like one or two this year. Mm. That's the big difference. They were eight last year. They would have been one or two this year with the same defense that they played last year. So it's just different when you look at, you know, defense from last year to this year. But I do think that's one of the things that this team has struggled with the most is the personnel and, and the health of the defense. We haven't, we haven't had, you know, they didn't have Bullock, Dorian and Maxi Kleba together enough before the trade. And now the green Bullock, Maxi, pairing. We haven't seen a lot either. It's we've only seen that Bullock Green Maxi pairing this season. 259 possessions, which is like two and a half full games. Just like not a terrible sample size, but also not good. 108 defensive rating. That's great. When those guys have played, it's it's been good this season, but they haven't played enough. So they haven't had the health. So if you're going to indict Jason Kidd on okay, well the defense is so much worse this year than it is last year. You have to look at that. The personnel that they have, trading Dorian Finney Smith. They try to get a, a center that was their biggest weakness last year. It didn't work. And then health. Like you, you have to take those into account too, as well with this.
1: Yeah, that and that's what I was gonna say. Is like you look at why the defense is bad, and it's like, yeah, okay, no Dorian. You look at some you know, roster turnover from last year, but you know, when you take Maxi out for a good chunk of this year and you insert two guys, you know, remember Tim missed a lot of last year. Christian Wood's not the greatest defender. So you insert two guys into the rotation that are not great defenders. You take away one of your best in Maxi, and, and then you trade a you know you traded Dorian, um, you know, and you bring back Kyrie. So it's like you're losing some defenders, you're adding some that are not great defenders, and you're losing some of the continuity too. So it's just a com and there's a lack of effort. And so the question is how much of that is to blame on Jason Kidd? And that, I don't know. I mean, some people are listening and saying, yeah, that's all Jason Kidd. And I am not gonna sit here and like tell you no, but I'm also also not gonna sit here and say it's all on Jason Kidd. So or or it's not Jason Kidd either. So I it's just hard to figure out like what is Jason Kidd's fault? What is it Jason Kidd's fault that Luca's not, you know, flying, you know, to close out on people or getting beat back door or I've seen some people, you know, say that it was you know, Jason Kidd's fault that Luca didn't know the rule to go on the backcourt when Kyrie threw it, you know, go on the backcourt. <laughs> I said like, that okay, to you. Well,
0: I said that to you before <laughs> the podcast. And I was like, I kind of blame that on Jason Kidd. And you you pushed back. on me, and I had to rethink it. And I was like, you know what? I think you're kind of right.
1: I'm like, is Jason Kidd supposed to tell Luka Doncic in the huddle? <laughs> hey, remember, this rule is to. <laughs> and listen, it's fair. I know. It's fair. We can talk about things that Jason Kidd. I mean, he said had some very cringy things this year that he has said. There's been some rotation he's, things. What are you talking to, about?
0: I'm not playing, I'm watching.
1: <laughs> there's some rotation things that I don't understand at all. That I'd be like, "Hey, like, man, I would do that so so different." Um, there's some like he coaches very uh, passive, at least in games. It feels like the timeout feels button. like Yeah, feels like he's a very passive coach. Um, you know, people talk about him going after refs, you know, to take him for Luca or holding all the timeouts and some of the stuff. It you know feels like he sets down, which that doesn't you know mean the end of the world, but it's like I, I'm just saying that like there's things that I would do different than Jason Kidd that I don't agree that he does or I I don't agree that he says post game or you know in media sessions. I'm like, okay, I don't know how much that makes sense. That was a really weird analogy, weird way to say that. I probably wouldn't agree with it. But it's just so hard to determine how much is his fault and not.
0: Another thing that people will point to is clutch games. So coming up, let's talk about that and the difference between last year and this year with clutch games when it comes to coaching. And then we'll ask the question, can the Mavs take a next step if Jason Kidd is the coach? We'll try to answer that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar. tastes like a candy bar. They're delicious. The Built March Madness Bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now it's time to make it count. Go to Built MarchMadness.com to vote. I'm gonna go right now and, and vote Uh-oh. and built marchmadness.com. You're gonna,
1: you're gonna vote right now? I'm gonna, Live.
0: I'm gonna vote right now and see what's available for you. Uh protein bar and tastes like candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. You can pick your bracket if you know them. Uh first one up, banana cream puff versus versus peanut butter brownie.
1: Oh send that banana home. <laughs>
0: Uh, Do that one. Uh, Cookie dough chunk puffs versus the cookie dough bar. Oh, the puff versus the bar. Give me the bar, baby. Oh, I I, I would go puffs in this one. I'll go with you. I'll go. go It's because you love puffs. The coconut puffs versus the coconut bar. The first round is all the puffs versus the bar. Which I think you like I'll the bar a, better and I like the puffs better.
1: I'll take a bar over a puff all day.
0: Uh, go check it out. It's built.com. You can also get them at Walmart and Sam's Club now. Again, built.com. Try the promo code locked15 or locked on. Some of our listeners think I love the puff, though. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for making Lock out as your first listen. We appreciate each and every one of you guys. We've been talking about Jason Kidd's coaching job this season, and there have been some things that have not been good. There are some, been some things that have not been good that have not been his fault necessarily. <laughs> That are, that are put to blame him addressing Twitter too, so cringy
1: Twitter. Isn't the coach like or the player.
0: That's <laughs> well, huh, tough. Just don't give your energy to that. Right. Like, or, or yeah. this one, I'm not playing. I'm watching just like you guys. That famous quote now came from a question that I asked him about timeouts and not taking timeouts when other teams are going on a run, which is what Isaac was mentioning earlier about, you know, coaching the game passively and all that. Um, Clutch games is something else that I think is different from last year to this year. I think a lot of people will point to the job Jason Kidd has done and point to specifically the shots or the plays that have been called to get a game winning shot or to get a shot at the last second. And the Mavs have run the same play over and over again where they try to get Luka, you know, they, they run a pin down, they try to get Luka the ball and it just doesn't work over and over and over again. They try this. But if you look at the team last year and this year, just in clutch games. So, Game within five points, five minutes or less. This is kind of the the classic clutch stat. Last season, the Mavericks played 38 games out of 82 in clutch. They were 22 and 16 in that time. They had 108 offensive rating, which is awful. So they weren't good offensively in the clutch last year. And they had 118 defensive rating, which is putrid, like just brutal last year. And they still won... 22 games and lost 16 in those clutch games. So they came out on top, but the process was not good to get there. <laughs> when,
1: what was when, the rebounding No. no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we need to get a, some kind of rebounding drop. We had to ask kid about rebounding and then CFL and answer it. And so on. Yeah. This season, they've played 44 out of their 68 games in the clutch. So way more clutch games this season than last season. Their offensive rating, 106.9, kind of the same like last year. It's bad. It's not good. Defensive rating this season in the clutch, 108.9, which is like elite, which is really weird that the Mavericks have a really good clutch defense, uh, but their net rating is still negative. And they they are 23-21 and 21 in clutch games this season. I agree with the people that have pointed out the, the shots to win the game where the final shots have been bad this season. They have not gotten good stuff. They have not gotten good things out of that. And I kind of point to, okay, it is – coaching's problem to a degree that Luca is just exhausted by the time the fourth quarter comes and then the offense isn't good but it's all been on Luca. the offen- up until they got Kyrie the offense was just all on Luca at that point how do you look at those clutch games and decide well okay what is what is on Jason Kidd and what's not
1: I'll say well I, I don't is it all on coaching that all the offense is running through Luca? though I mean what was your other option I guess yeah, so,
0: so then it goes to then it goes personnel. But I I think one of my big issues this season has been there's been no offensive process. There's been no like system. There's been no thing. So when you get these games where Luca was out, there have been games this season where Luca and Dinwiddie were out. Obviously, we just had a game with Luca and Kyrie out. Where you go, okay, you can't just run the same stuff that you can, you run with Luca, right? Like McKinley, right? Can't be running the same thing. And so you see that all fall apart because. The system is built around Luca. The system is Luka. And and then Kyrie comes and wants to push the tempo up, and all of a sudden we're talking about it like it's a brand new system because we've just run the same thing over and over again. Uh, And so I I do blame the coach for that, that it has just been – Luca. Now I don't blame him for trying to maximize Luca as the this offensive engine, right? Like you, you, don't blame him for that. But to try and introduce some other concepts or try and introduce some other stuff stuff so that when Luca is off the court, they have something else to go to, right? Or anything, because yeah. remember this season it was just Luca ISO or Dinwiddie ISO. They're the number one ISO team in the league for a reason.
1: Yeah, yeah, we've talked about this a few times during games yeah. when Luka's out or, you know, out for the you know whole game or whatever it is, and it's like the offense hasn't changed much. And it's like, all right, can we go to the drawing board a little bit when you don't have, the, you know, arguably the best isolation player in the league and we're still playing <laughs> ISO ball and all that stuff. But, but now you go out and get arguably the, the second, second best, best <laughs> ISO player in the league and it's like, let's just do this. Uh, hot potato back and forth. But I think, you know, going back to your cold open of – the fire to fire kid thing. I think it, I think where I'm at with the kid stuff is you, you can make a case based off your confirmation bias for either side. I think, sure. I think if you want to say here and plant your flag on the Jason kid should be let go, you know, your name and all the stuff that we've mentioned, the, the rotation stuff, the weird stuff. I mean, all the quotes, your, the, the, the laugh of, pro-
0: yeah, The lack
1: of coaching and what it seems from your perspective at times, uh, and all that stuff. And you know, one of the biggest things is the Christian wood stuff. And it's like your kids not even playing Christian wood and all this stuff. So, like, if you want to take that route, you you can you can formulate an opinion with takes on that to you know have your confirmation take on that. Just like I think there can be people on the other side that can plant their flag on the no. This isn't Jason Kidd. He took us to Western Conference Finals last year. We haven't heard anything about Luka not liking him. Kyrie Irving, I mean, is that one of the reasons Kyrie Irving was agreed to come here and all this stuff is because of relationships. We hear about relationships all the time. And he had a good defense last year. Give him some more help defensively this year with healthier bodies, and he could form it this year. Like, you can hear – I can hear both sides making that argument. That's why I'm, like, kind of indifferent on it. Like, I'm not a – I'm not going to sit here and say, dude, Jason Kidd's going to be here for 10 more years and he's going to take us to a title. I'm not confident in that, but I'm also not going to sit here and say, dude, he should be fired right now. He sucks. I'm not, I'm not in that camp either. I'm kind of indifferent. I can kind of see a little bit of both sides, but I'm just, I don't have a, I have stronger opinions about some other things, uh, you know, as far as the roster and stuff than I do Jason Kidd right now.
0: If you looked at the positive end of that, something you mentioned a little bit, you could also look at, okay, well, Jason Kidd elevated the team last year. He has not elevated the team this year. Okay, well, he's one and one. <laughs> Is that enough? Yeah. Is this season enough? Has it gone that bad? Has it gone that bad enough where we knew going into the season, they didn't, if if anything, they had the same amount of talent as last year, but a worse fitting like roster because the defense was going to be worse. That was a strength of the team last year. They were going to replace the points of Brunson. They have. They've replaced the points of Brunson. They did not replace the other stuff, and that was the other stuff that we've been talking about all year. And so, I don't think this season alone is worth firing. And they just went to the Western Conference Finals yeah. last year. So I'm not at that point where fire Jason Kidd. I don't think he's elevated this this team. I don't think that I'm not I'm not waiting around for anything to change this season either. I'm going to see what happens next year. And see then. So I'm not at that point either. I'm with you on this. Where there are some bigger problems that I think need to be addressed. And then we'll see. Because we did just see this team go to the Western Conference Finals. And the coaching elevated them. I really believe that and, still. And it's
1: give and take too. Because I think there could be somebody listening to this saying, Yo, yeah, well, how much was that Jason Kidd? That was Luca carrying them to the finals. Luca and Brunson. Okay. Well, when the team goes the other direction and goes bad, then it's Jason Kidd's fault. But... You know when it, it was good, it was Luca's. Luca carried and went. So, so, when it's like, bad, so, Jason Kidd like, didn't do enough. You got we got to be consistent with that. I will say one of the things. You know, let's just talk about the Christian Wood thing here at the end yeah. for a little bit. You know, I feel like that's one of the bigger reasons why people, you know, the anti-Kid people right now are saying, "Hey, like he only played 15 minutes. What what he's done the Christian Wood this year is unforgivable and all this stuff and." All I'm going to say to that is there is so much stuff that we watch Christian Wood in a Mavericks jersey for 15 minutes a game or 18 minutes a game. Do
0: Kyrie's. And you, you see me for three hours and you think you know me. Like, there's not 21 other hours in the day. That was a Kyrie bar. He's going to be there. And,
1: and, and there's just so much stuff that goes into decisions of playing time. From practices to coaching conversations to uh defense knowing the who? how
0: about knowing the system we don't we don't know the system yeah. Jason Kidd watches it and says okay I know who knows the system and who doesn't and who who makes egregious decisions every once in a while we catch and I know okay Christian Wood didn't know what he was doing on defense there how, how many times how many more times do you think Jason Kidd catches that than, than we do yeah
1: and we just don't know how the conversations are going and all of that so I yes there you have to remind yourself, or you don't have to, but the situation that Christian Wood stepped into, that a Houston Rockets team was trying to give him away for nothing. Dallas was trying to trade him before the deadline yep. and like couldn't find a ton of takers for him at the deadline. So it's like... There's there's been a disconnect with the coaching staff. There's reasons beyond just the you know small bits of playing time and the step back three and the dunk in the lane. That's fun. That's a microwave score. That's awesome. But there's just more that goes into that equation than what we see. And it's just easy to fall in love with the hey. Anytime we lose and Christian Wood plays under a certain amount of minutes, we think about the threes that he hits or the dunks in the lands like, why isn't he playing 30 minutes? and there's just there's stuff that I don't even know like that happens outside of the game that plays into stuff like
0: that. Well, and you just look at this team and say, okay, what does this team need? This team needs defense and connective tissue. They can score. They've always been able to to score this season. And Christian Wood's not answering those questions, right? And I just tweeted out the, the numbers with Luca and Kyrie. It's super early, Luca and Kyrie and Christian Wood. It's like a negative fifty net rating. It's just really like it's just not worked. And so you're not getting more minutes with Luca, Christian Wood, and Kyrie like all together. Like I don't, yeah, do just you're not it, getting that. That that's not the that's not the answer. If, and so then you're limited with when he can play.
1: If that's your only reason why you're calling for kid's head is for him not playing a guy yeah. that they traded hardly anything for that will probably get the MLE you know in the offseason that he's not playing him more that I just need more than that it's like give me I want to hear some other reasons and if you're in the camp of like Jason Kidd should be here for 10 years I want to hear your reasons too because I haven't seen a <laughs> I haven't seen a lot there either to prove that he should be your coach you know for all of Luca's career at the same time so
0: yeah I, yeah, I I, think both can be true. I don't think Chris, Jason Kidd's done a good job. I also don't think that Christian Wood is like this answer that would, if he played him more, would all of a sudden answer all these questions the Mavericks have, right? Like I think both of those things can be true. Yes. So uh, yes. there you go. Guys, let us know in the comment section. How would you grade Jason Kidd's job this season? Give us some reasons in there. Uh, try to answer it besides just Christian Wood. Maybe maybe we'll do that because it seems like that's the only answer people have given. Um Guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.